This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Happening at Lush. I think Jason Matheson owns that. How many places does he own now? The biscuit place, the biscuit place, the lush place, the lush, the lush place. place. I think he and he's owns got Jason a and Alexis. Timeshare, a Disney timeshare. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got the Jason the show. Fox thing. Yeah. I mean, what a mogul. He sure is. Good for him. I mean, listen, more power to him if he wants to work that hard. That's on him. <laughs> that's on him. <laughs> I'm on the casino tour. Yeah. No, I think it's really cool. Uh, join us anyway. The broadcast Loj happening at Lush June 8th, Wednesday from 3 to 6. Then stick around when Lori and Julia host Celebrity Bingo. Learn more at mytalk1071.com. Your keyword is pride. Okay, so... By the way, Tony from France says that Andrew was not at the Platinum Oh, thank Jubilee. you, Tony. Any word on her getting me a t-shirt, which I illegally asked for... Apologies to any Federal <laughs> Communication Commission that I may have stepped out of bounds with. She did not mention any shirts. Oh, well, Steve. bloody hell, isn't that something? Mm. Okay, playing favorites, um, no? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, she's playing favorites. Uh, okay, so I saw this headline yesterday, and it's basically an interview with Sarah Jessica Parker uh, by, I believe it's The Hollywood Reporter. And during the interview, it's their it's their podcast. It's called the uh, Awards Chatter Podcast. Yes, right. And so uh, SJP opened up about the situation between her and Sex and the City co-star Kim Cattrall. Like like we've never heard from her before. Mm. So she kind of broke down how it allegedly started. I did listen to the audio with the morning show this morning, but I don't know where they got it. So I will just tell you what she said. She basically said, let me stop or let me start from the the beginning. Okay, Uh, she said it's, first of all, very hard to talk about the situation with Kim Cattrall because she never wanted to say anything that's unpleasant. Hmm. And then she said, here's what happened. When it came time to shoot the third Sex and the City movie, the studio didn't feel comfortable with some of the requests being made by Kim Cattrall. And at that time, they didn't want to make the film without her. So it simply just fell apart. And Sarah Jessica said, every actor has a right to ask for things, to have a contract that feels good to them. I would never have disputed that because, frankly, that's none of my business. Mm -hmm. Were we disappointed? Sure. But it happened. It was soon after that that Kim Cattrall started to make public statements about her dissatisfaction with the show and with Sarah Jessica Parker in particular, calling her cruel. And 
she said, I don't know if you remember this, but Kim Cattrall's brother had passed away. Mm. And Sarah Jessica reached out to her on social media and Kim wrote, you are not my friend. And then she said more awful, awful things to her. So Sarah Jessica goes on to say, you know, I've spent years working really hard to always be decent to everybody on the set, to take care of people, to be responsible to and for people. Not just my, you know, employers, but the people that I feel I'm responsible for as a producer of the show. And nobody's ever talked to me or about me this way. So it's been very painful to her. She goes on to say nice things about Kim Cattrall being a major contributor to the initial Sex and the City show. And she was. I would agree with that, too. Um, And she was not asked back for the HBO Max revival series. um, Just and just like that is what it's called. Mm -hmm. And instead, they wrote her off the show. But Sarah Jessica Parker said they didn't even extend an invitation to her because she made it clear that that wasn't something she wanted to pursue. So it no longer felt comfortable for them to extend an invite. Sure. Because she was saying all these bad things and mm-hmm. like, no, I'm done with that character and stuff like that. She said, it's not slamming her. It's just learning. And as far as people calling it a fight or a cat fight, she's like, I've never uttered fighting words in my life about anybody I've ever worked with. And she's like, there's not a fight going on. I've I have no public dispute or conversations or fighting words for her. Um and so that's basically the gist of it. Cattrall has said that she hasn't seen any episodes of and just like that. And she has no intention of watching it. But there's just. I mean, this sounds like a contractual disagreement. Right. And then to Sarah Jessica Parker's point, you hear what they're what the other side is saying. It would be like if we were doing a Donna and Steve movie, which we've pitched. <laughs> tepid response but still we that's pitched right, it that's right and then if uh you went on a tour and we're saying to different publications yeah i'm over that show i did it he got annoying it He's was a, a lot i'm on the casino tour He's i don't cruel. like him yeah all that stuff and then when i was like oh well they're thinking about still doing the thing now this isn't holding up as well because it's called the don and steve show there is that but i could recast you sure i don't know this fell apart the more i talked about it. here's the point she read the tea leaves, right? Sarah Jessica Parker, it sounds yes. like. And okay, you have no interest in being a part of it. Right. We don't want to get down on our hands and knees to make this work. If it's something we don't, as Mike, Mike Tomlin, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, often says, when people start saying, I want out of the Steelers organization, I, I want a new contract or I'm walking. Yeah. He likes to say, we're not in the businesses, uh, the business of taking hostages. We like volunteers, not hostages. Right. And so, right. you know, for the culture of the place. And so, you don't. Sarah Jessica Parker may have even thought, well, what are we going to have to do in order to get her to how, what will we have to do to try to put gauze on the wounds right. that she feels? And what are the chances that even if we do that, it, that there's not some level of disturbance to the force of the culture that you want right. on a movie set? So we eliminate her. Right. Well, I think. I it's unclear to me whether or not Sarah Jessica Parker was involved in negotiating those terms of her contract. Mm -hmm. But it seems to me that the movie was ready to go. The crew was hired. They were ready. And then things just fell apart. And so people lost an opportunity to work. 
you know, and there's got to be some wiggle room when you're negotiating, I think. I mean, I, I've, you know, we'll never know what the terms of the her requests were. Yeah. But if that's what blew it all up, I don't know if Sarah Jessica had anything to do with that or not. So there you go. That's the first time I think I've ever heard from her uh, regarding Kim Cattrall. But she sounds genuine. Yeah, in, she does. In what she's saying. So... That's what we know. That's what we. That's, that's what, what we, we got, guys. That's what we know, guys. Don't push us for any more. It's eleven eleven. Yeah, get off our backs. Will you guys chill out for a second? God, it's eleven eleven. What's like your stage wish? Stage five clingers. No, Donna, don't call our I'm listeners. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, not you. It's different listeners. You don't know them. Yeah. Um. Let's. Uh. My wish is that we come back with a couple studies. Okay. Well, we have one. Is there an ideal amount of screen time for teenagers? Oh, that's a great question. Research says there is. We'll tell you what they have found. See if you agree when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. It's Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. And that guy, DJ Rock Lobster. Always <laughs> oh, ready for it, aren't you? Studies have shown that medical- studies have shown that the microbial. Several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings, our study buddies, the perfect nerd couple, Donna and hey, Steve. What's that? Let me start with mine. Okay. <laughs> and then we'll get into some fun that you're gonna have with this. Is funny. <laughs> there an exact amount of screen time that is perfect for teenagers? None. <laughs> Funny, we were having this conversation as we have a daughter who's getting closer to becoming a teenager and um, having different thoughts about social media. And I told my wife this. Do you want me to peel back the curtain or not? Yes, I I'll do. I'll be some veneer version of local celebrity Steve Patterson if you want me to be. Or I could be my human being. I'm sorry I blew up. I think I blew up. You did. I said, if there is this, you know, as you raise your children who grow into teenagers and young adults and all that, one thing you learn is there are, you have a different parenting style than your siblings have, than your friends have. Sure. And every, yeah, everybody's got something different. Schoolmates, classmates, you all do that what stuff. works for you. Um, but I said, if there is a, a spectrum of very liberal to very conservative in terms of your rules regarding kids using kids slash teenagers using social media. As my wife and I are like figuring out some new things as the oldest gets older, I said, I, I know this for sure that I want us to lean much more toward the conservative end of the spectrum than the liberal end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I'm not referencing the, I'm not using those words politically. Mm-mm. I'm meaning in terms of like the looseness or the tightness of rules. I want us to lean really tight. Remember there was that Minnesota mom who made headlines recently within the last six months or so, because she had told her teenage son, if you don't do social media until you turn 18, I think she said, I'll give you $2,500, something like a really big financial reward for an 18-year-old. And he did it. And I, as I recall, when news interviewed him, unless I'm Brian Williamsing all of this and making it up, that he, guess what, seems super well-adjusted because there's this fear of, are they going to be left out if they're not on social right. media? If oh, all of their sure. friends are there. But I always think you have to strike a balance between, are they going to be left out versus, which could cause 
some hurt feelings and some feelings of like, wait, am, am I connected to this? But it's easy to polarize your strategy rooted in just one thing. So, oh, they're going to be left out. I don't want them to be left out. On the opposite end of the spectrum, you say, uh, oh, they're going to be bullied. I don't want them to be bullied. And so let's take it all away. Well, these days, if you're not on social media, you probably won't be bullied. Well, and that's where I feel... My my knee jerk reaction, which will require more thought, more research on my part, more conversations with Lou, but I feel like we are going to be leaning more toward a social media will always be there, and I've seen enough adults who struggle with the emotional ramifications of social media. So let's and we're we are at a more emotionally developed point in our lives and we're in our 30s 40s 50s and right. 60s and you can see what it's doing to someone who's got the development and maturity right and so if they're not quite there they are more prone to being impacted by some of the adverse effects but what i'm trying to do is what i would like to do and i don't know the how to i know the what i want to do but i don't know the how yet mm-hmm. the what i want to do i smell a health book in your future <laughs> or a help Self-help. Self-help book. Yeah, for sure. There's going to be, I'll be reading something on technology and kids like this weekend. But what I would like to do is cast a cool, cast a greater vision for how we as the Patterson family, Mm -hmm. not the friends, not the schoolmates, not this, we, our house. Mm -hmm. Let's cast a different, maybe better vision of technology and how we incorporated into our lives because I think that you can simultaneously champion technology as being so awesome, so wonderful, so great, and so capable of doing bad things. And so instead of burning it all down because you have a negative encounter and then you're like, all right, screw it. We're going to throw the phones into the lake and we're done with this crap. Mm -hmm. Live off the grid. That's probably not sustainable. That's not a bad idea. (laughs) It feels a little more less stressful. Um, I don't want to go at it from a polarized angle or just say, oh, well, all their friends have it. And so they have to have it. That's an oversimplified way on the other mm-hmm. end of the spectrum. What are some parameters? What's a way that we could approach like where we actually are informed on the topic? In fact, there's a good book and I'm, I'm forgetting the name of it right now. But I know a friend whose daughter, who I think is 14, wants a phone and they have held off getting her a phone. She wants a phone and they're like, oh, well, we'll get you this you know, gadget phone or gizmo. I don't know what it is, but she's like, no, I want like the, I like a, a smartphone, phone. a real phone, not just a tracking device. <laughs> and so her dad said, well, here's what you have to do. You have to read this book. And it's a book that is geared. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Geared toward, and I don't know the name of it, so this is really sucky for me to share on air, but if I find it, I'll, I'll, I'll inform you guys. Read this book first, and it's about technology and the, the good it can do and the, the trouble it can cause in your life. You have to read that, and then you and I have a conversation about what you learned, I what th- you heard, like what you idea. read. And then we figure out if you understand the double-edged sword that right. is technology right. so that you know how to use it correctly. And then finding certain parameters to put in so that, you know, I think it's a... It's just, it's tricky. So now we're getting, we have an 11 year old who's going to be 12 this summer. Oh my gosh. Middle school awaits. So and much so. to cover. Good luck to you, my friend. Thank you. By the way, the uh, <laughs> ideal amount of screen time for teenagers, the study finds well adjusted kids spent one to two hours online on weekdays and two to three hours on Saturdays and Sundays. Okay. You know, one rule we're thinking of implementing is um, if yeah. any parents have any good ideas, keep her locked me. in the basement. No, 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 oh, not okay. that. All right. No, but, um, no longer allowing technology use in your room with a closed door. There's a way where technology, you, I can, like as- that. you can associate it with an isolated activity where you go to escape. And when doors are closed and stuff like that, there's enough garbage out there where you could easily stumble onto one thing or get involved in a chat that you should That's shouldn't. a great idea. Okay. I love it. Okay, I good. That's it. an initial idea that we have. I mean, Steve, I, I'm on the Nextdoor app. Do you have that in your neighborhood? I'm not on it. Okay. I've heard it's not... Well, great. it starts out really because great. Because people like Donna. The intention, no, I don't, okay. I don't post anything, but the intention is always like, oh, look at these little fawns in my yard that I found, or look at this. And then people just pounce, and they're like, you know, you shouldn't be, you just leave them alone. And then somebody else attacks that person, and it just goes on and on. Like if someone hears firecrackers, you know, they're like, oh, yeah. it's 10 o'clock at night. And then other people start pouncing and going, let kids be kids. You're an old curmudgeon. And you know, it just yeah. goes on and on. It's like a, oh, and these are like grown adults. I so know. now imagine yeah. teenagers. Yeah, you got you've got your work cut out for you. Good luck, sir. Thank you, ma'am. When we come back, let's laugh. We could all use a laugh. A uh, Friday slow jam or two or three. What? Next. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Oh, this is the portion of the program. The weekly segment called the Friday Slow Jam, where Rocco does some fancy footwork, <laughs> takes some content from the show during the week that we thought sounded perfectly normal at the time. At full speed, most stuff does. When you slow it down to half <laughs> speed, though, the stupidity is revealed. And with that, we present our Slow Jam. We should slow things down. Oh, yeah. Time once again for Adana and Steve Slow Jam. You want to do a segment on a dead bird? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All righty. I love this guy. His name was Nero. He was one of the oldest known turkey vultures in the country. He had the very um, big personality, 
and then he retired from his conversa uh I'm sorry, his conservation work. <laughs> conversation work would have been much more <laughs> notable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does Ancestry.com, realizes that, like his great-great-grandpa is a parent. <laughs> That's why he can talk. Guys, um, wrote a song about it. Oh, <laughs> Told me she can fly, whisper over this, and yeah, how high Nero's red pie is cool. So, upon hearing that, maybe this show hasn't gotten weirder. <laughs> Actually, I have a clip. From that era, uh, listen to how Marley and Donna were like in sync here. Thanks for saving me. Oh, wow. We used to have a lot of turkeys in our yard when we were growing up. And we you guys had the raptors on there, but my dad just had his own thing. Anytime he would see the turkey, he would always just go, Every time what it's like does a, that mean? I don't know. Yeah, I made a couple of them this wow, week. Wow, guys. Wait, are you, wait, wait. Are you telling me that we can double dip right now on another I slow think we jam? should. Do you want to hear another one? Kick it. Exhibit two. Well, don't you think maybe you should slow things down a little bit? Down a little bit oh, yeah. Time once again for a Donna and Steve Have you seen Yellow Jackets? I feel like you were watching Yellow Jackets. I watched the whole thing. Did you like it? I did. It it was a very original, unique story. Do you know what it's about? <laughs> no. So it's these kids, I think they're soccer players, who oh, are flying to like a championship game and their plane crashes. And then they have to survive. There's somewhere I think in Canada. I mean, the cast is really good. 
Did you pay attention to the show? You know how much TV I watch, dude? Hey, hey, hey. Alyssa, excuse me. Hang on one second. Uh, If you're listening at home, just make a sandwich. (laughs) No, Donna. Rocco is DJ Crab Lobster today. <laughs> yeah, he is. Contractually, he gets it once a week. We never know when it's coming. I mean, the show is called it. Yellow Jackets because that's the name of their soccer team. That seems like a big detail. <laughs> well, that I know. Well, you're just like, I think they're a soccer team. I don't know. Oh, well, they're a sports team. I, they don't, don't, don't really show them playing. I'm just going to sit back and watch the rest of this description. They don't, really, they don't show Rocco the kids playing soccer. You. It's just about the after stuff. Okay. Anyway. You're okay. That is my. I I can't. I literally can't. He can cut hours. That was another. Oh man! Slow fight. Like on the air. I don't think that's like a major detail of the show. No. He. I will. I will bleep you up. No, hey, Donna, no. I do want to watch that show. No, that's bully. I do want to watch that show. It was good. You're just sensitive to the soccer stuff because your kid plays soccer. It could have been anything. It could have been a softball team. It could have been a hockey team. I I wondered if, you know, it had, you know... Significance because that's 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 their identity. They're Which, the Yellow Jackets. They're cool team, with Pele. Whatever. Right. Yeah, Pele. You're not Ronaldo. Yeah. Uh, I did make one more shorty. You're no. not Alexi Lawless. <laughs> that's a deep cut. Deep this cut. is from yesterday's uh, a third Dirt Yeah. Why not? Here goes. Well, don't you think maybe you should slow things down a little bit? Down a little bit. Oh yeah. Time once again for Adana and Steve slow jam. Uh, this is uh, mark your calendar. <laughs> uh, almost famous musical. We talked about that coming to Broadway. They did announce some dates. They actually announced some cast to uh, none of these names oh, did I'm anything so for excited. me. I'm so excited. This is like one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Who's doing the um, who's doing the music? Oh, boy. I don't know. Okay. Elton John, I guess. Blue Jean, baby. Tiny dancer guys. That's how we should end our show every Friday. Oh, I would love that. Blue Jean Baby was Tiny Dancer. <laughs> right. Yes. It was? Same song. 
Uh, You're right. You're right, Steve. You're right. I'll have to slow that down for slow jam tomorrow. What's your next wellness check? Disaster. I care about you. You're right. Oh, you're the best. There he is. That's triple great. Dip. Thanks, Rocco. Triple, 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 triple dip. Oh, yeah. That was good. Woo. I'm That's exhausted. Wow. My face hurts. I got a little, <laughs> little uh, movie news. All right, Steve. Let us have it. Doc- Come on. Doctor Strange. Ever heard of him? The Into the Multiverse of Madness thing is going to be on Disney Plus uh, June 22nd, I believe. It's quick. Just it's just like the forty five day uh, window that they have for the exclusive theatrical release. Oh, got it. But yes, not yes. like available on demand, but available on Disney Plus. Okay. So that's cool. For a limited time. I don't know how long. <laughs> Sorry. Steve's going through the man change. <laughs> what? Oh, Rocco, you haven't had it yet. Uh, oh, yeah. Like menopause or whatever? Yeah, yeah bro. Everybody what, gets it. Uh, how everybody is Steve, gets it. How is Steve going through it? Does is it, is it make him want to drink a lot of smoothies and lose weight on Wednesdays? Or? Yeah. So listen, Rocco, you, are you going to... No. Gosh, man. <laughs> you know... Uh, <laughs> I just... <laughs> You know what I'm going to do this weekend? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to start your on-air performance. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Nurse! <laughs> Medic! I would like to uh, kick off Summer of Movies. Great. think I could just maybe uh, take the kids, and I think there's like Bad Guys is playing. That's like a kiddie movie. Sonic the Hedgehog Great. Part 2. I feel like you already started it. Which one? Your summer of movies. With Top Gun Maverick. Maverick. Oh, yeah. I saw that with my buddy Sarge. (laughs) I saw a couple people from work there, too. Mm. Steve says he's never seen a Paul Newman film. I think that should be on his list. Oh, I love Paul Newman. Yeah, I don't think I have. Is he still with us? No. But then again, I pronounced Ted Turner dead earlier this week. And And he was still alive. Now, that's a... You know, there. I think it's better to hmm, call a living person dead, only to then come back with really good news that they are in fact alive. <laughs> oh, sure. As opposed to calling a dead person alive. Right, like alive. happy birthday to George Burns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder yeah. what he's doing today. No, Paul oh. Newman died in '08. Uh, he okay. was uh, maybe like '83 ish. He or and his wife had like one of the longest. Hollywood marriages ever, right? Joanne Woodward, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. Look it up, yeah. We gotta go. Oh, I have something fun to share with everybody in the final stretch of the show. All right. Uh, This was from BuzzFeed. There are 26 AI-generated pictures of stars now and how they would look aged. It's kind of fun to look at. Steve, maybe you can link it up. Yeah. As we speak, my friend. Okay, Steve's linking it up. We could uh, we can look at them as we go. Coming up next on My Talk 107.1. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve extravaganza. Friday edition of the program. Maybe we'll find Tiny Dancer to end the show with today. I don't oh, know. Yeah, why not? I could-
could. We could mix it up. You don't know us. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. It's our Friday sing-along. That's a good one. I mean, Lori and Julia switch it up every Friday. Why? We could. Okay. Well, we had Country Roads for a while. Um, until you ruined it. <laughs> okay. Until I played an alternate version where it was played with a crappy flute version of the song. Sue me. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Ruined a great song. So we'll switch it up. All right. If you what if that. I found a crappy flute version of Tiny No, Dance? please yeah, don't. See if there is, Rocco. Okay. That's at least worth exploring. But not today. Definitely today. Definitely not. Donna, it needs to be today. I'm going to lunch. I need to be lifted out of here on high spirits. All right. So there's a BuzzFeed. Um, I guess you would call it not an article, but a posting of these. Um, what does AI again stand for? Oh, sweet Lord. I Artificial just, intelligence. Thank you. It Alan just Iverson. missed my mind for no, a second. No, no, no. Okay, okay. So. They generated these photos of what celebrities look like today and what they'll look like when they're much older. So first they take uh, Millie Bobby Brown. She's 18 years old. Yeah. Then they take her, what she'll look like in the year 2068. When she's 64. Still looking good. This is just age, age booth. This is like a face aging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then they're side by side. Then you look at Tom Holland, who yeah. looks super young. And then aged, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's just, if you've ever used an aging app, it's pretty much that same kind of thing. Sure. There's Gaga. Oh, no, Lady Gaga, that's sort of an interesting one. She looks looks very um, um, distinguished as an older lady. Yes, well-read. Yes, she looks like she has a British accent. Yes. Then we have Timothy Chalamet. That's a good one. He looks like a rock star as a grown-up. We've got Salma Hayek, uh, who also still looks great. We've got Zendaya. We've got um, Harry Styles. Still got it going on at 78. It's just really fun to take a peek. Oh, this will be interesting to see Anya uh, Taylor-Joy. Oh, yeah. She's such a striking look, doesn't she's she? She's got giant eyes. Yeah. And she's very angular. So let's see. She's 26 now at 67. Cute. Huh. Yeah, super cute. It's a super fun thing to play with when you're, uh, I don't know, on your lunch hour. It's all linked up, by the way, on the Don and Steve uh, show links page. So That's you can go Steve's shameless plug. Check it out. Well, you forced me to do it whenever you're like, Steve, can you do this? Then I Now I realize... The abuse that you endured from me all these years. And I'd be like, Donna, could you link it up? I linked it up. It's like anytime she says, Steve, can you link it up? Yeah. I got to link it up. You're right. It's a power play. I'm sorry. So that's why I have to say, hey, don't forget to check it out. I have to try to reclaim some power. Now, I just downloaded an old booth aging app. Okay. Um, Is it free? It's Yeah, it's free. So. Why'd you say it like that? 
I don't know why I said it like that. So <laughs> now what I'll do is um, allow it to use the camera. Do you, I, I'd like it to be you first. Oh boy! And then that way, that way you can you can give the listener. All right, your here reaction. we go. Here okay. we go, everybody. All right, leave this on. We'll just leave your face. Wait a second, right there. Ew. Okay, we're gonna use that. I already look a hundred years old. What app? What app is this? It's aging as we speak. Oh God, I'm aging like five years every year now. Donna, uh, you look great. Thanks, Rocco. And I, you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? I look exactly the same, don't I? Don't I know if it works or not. <laughs> ew! I, I, ew! I don't ever want to see that again, ever. I don't even know if that's an actual picture of me or an aged <laughs> picture. <laughs> Unclear. All right, I'm gonna do it. Uh, uh-uh. Oh my god. What are your weekend plans, Donna? Oh, thanks for asking, guys. Uh, don't worry about it. Thank you. I got some stuff going on. I'm gonna work in the yard. Maybe I'll buy a hose. <laughs> oh, yeah. My wife and I, uh, uh, well, first of all, I've been getting so many hose recommendations because I posted on Instagram the other day. All hoses are terrible. Anybody have any ideas? And uh, I'm down to like three. I was up at past 1 a.m. last night watching ho- an in-depth hose review where this guy runs over it. He does PSI to figure out when it will actually burst, tries to, you know, break down like the brass couplings and all what that. What is it? What is it? Well, it's I, I, there were like ten different ones. Oh. Flexilla is a name that I've heard of a lot. Oh, Bionic yeah. Steel, I've heard of a lot. Then there's another one by various makers: Frontgate, uh, Giraffe. These are, and I'm really intrigued by these. Donna, these are very overwhelmed. These are these are retractable hoses. I like the idea of that. A retractable hose, you go and pull it out, and then at the end, click, 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 and it goes back in. I like that. Too. I like the idea. There's of always that. a mess of hose in my yard. Wait a second. There's always a like a sloppy. Wow. That's me in the year twenty. Why don't you post that? No. Okay. This, you know why everybody liked this like a year, uh, five years ago. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that you brought anything old to the table. Definitely not that. You're on the cutting edge. You're a tech lady. You know that. <laughs> But I just feel like this is pretty much aging booth or old face, all those old apps. Raquel, are you going to go to Channel Land of Ding Dong tomorrow? I believe I am. I'm going to check out the Prince celebration tomorrow. There's a cool, um, there's some uh, concert video tomorrow night from Prince from like the 90s at Glam Slam in Miami, I believe. Uh, oh, there's, there's a panels. Glam Slam in Miami? There was, the, you oh. know, in the day. Oh, back in the day. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then again, the roller skating party on Sunday, you know, it's kind of a Prince celebration weekend around here. Can I ask if you're going with anyone to the roller skating party? I think I'm bringing my son. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Maybe uh, some school friends of his, if he's, if they're up for it. Hey. of relief. <laughs> Why? What's so bad? Well, I just, you know, uh, you never answered this earlier. I do see you as the guy who knows how to skate backwards and do like the figure eighty <laughs> thing with like the drifting floaty leg. Um, do you do that garbage? I bet you do. Not really. I mean, I could skate backwards on ice. I don't know. I, maybe I'll have to try it. Uh, you know, I'm just back in the day, I could shoot the duck. You know, what's that mean? <laughs> you guys didn't know how to shoot the duck when you roller skate? No. What is it? Is it's like, like you squat down like on one leg and then kick <laughs> your other leg out straight ahead. Shoot the duck, yeah? Oh, no. Did you do the <laughs> limbo Wooddale competition? My people out there know what I'm talking about. What's up? Did you guys have limbo? 
That, there's yeah. probably some money. Oh yeah. my gosh, limbo was like the highlight. That and a couple skate. And the uh and what's it called? The the the, the come on, the chicken dance and the hokey pokey. Yeah. You that. give me chicken dance, hokey pokey, we're doing the limbo and a couple skate. And if Ghostbusters comes on, see you later. I just had the greatest Saturday of my childhood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I gotta go. I'm going to lunch. Whatever. I'm gonna go get sushi. Sue me, sushi. Go ahead, you traitor. Whoa! Thank you for finding this song. Yeah, I could not find a crappy flute version. Thank God. Uh, Colleen and Bradley are coming in next. You guys have a fabulous weekend. It's gonna be beautiful. R.I.P. Prince, we love you. And we'll see you back here on Monday. Bye, everyone. <laughs> hey, this, this, uh...